Hey, part two of the Sir William Boyd episode. My name is Jared Aguilar, physical therapy student out in Austin, Texas. This is the Duck Lex podcast, and we talk to Dr. Will Boyd of the Two Nobodies podcast, of the Breaking Student Debt podcast. We talk to Will about student debt, rude awakenings he had in PT school, financial freedom, creativity, self-reflection as exercise, and how to make PT school more exciting. This is a continuation of all the honest feels towards new grad PT life, a state of the union on new grad physical therapy, if you will. Enjoy. Hmm, damn, these kids are fresh. I kind of want to do this. These nobodies are legit. Yeah, these are yeah. professional pictures of the nobodies. Yeah, they're, they're all looking off to the side. Like, Jesus, they have ties on. I know, dude, God. Uh, how do they look so good? We don't have pants on underneath that, though. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. You know, I've actually wondered that. I said, yeah. I, th- I said to Jared, I said, I think... This might be weird, but I don't think they have pants on. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But now I know. Now Do you I'm record here. the nobodies without pants on, too? Are you wearing <clears throat> pants right now? No, no comment. No comment. Oh, yeah. Notice how it is. Pan was. down. Pan down. Pan down. Pan down. <laughs> um, real quick, back to the... Um, the facade or whatever of, of the physical therapy world. And, and I was telling Jared that I think one, th- this personally kind of happened to me is, is the struggle of getting in. So we're, we were talking about the, the, once you get out, you're in debt. It's not exactly what you thought it was. You're grinding. You're not making as much money. And I said, I, I think that another little sprinkle in there from a student's perspective is sometimes, um, Number one, it's really tough to get into PT school. Anybody that's out there that's having a tough time getting into PT school, you're not alone. It's not easy. Uh, I think everyone knows that. And you also, they, they love to throw that little doctorate in there. So sometimes I, I felt like for me personally, I just got blindly, wildly raged into getting into school. I don't care how much yes. debt I go in. Yes. I'm going to a million dollars worth of debt. I'll pay whatever I whatever need to. Whatever I can get, yeah. There was a point where I was looking at like Puerto Rico schools and shit. Oh, yeah. People when you're, do that. Yeah. You're just like, I, I need to get into PT school some kind of way because I've got a kinesiology degree. And that kinesiology degree doesn't mean shit. I can only be a PE teacher yeah. or uh, a, another teacher or some, some I'm vaguely a doctorate. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to do something with besides being a personal trainer and a PE. I would like to do be in the healthcare profession and make that. I have a potential to make a little bit more money. And then, yeah, it's that tunnel vision yeah. that kind of fucks you up at the end where you don't think about this is a lot of money. Yeah. And what's the job outlook and yeah, what are man. schools actually going to teach you? Like, And then the irony of it is, is that the loans that we have, the generation before us don't have. Like that's no. the biggest irony of this no. whole thing that the, that the people that are teaching us that say, suck it up, you know, you'll go off and go be great. They didn't have the kind of loans we have. I talk to my mentor about it all the time. It's, I would love to know from you guys, like, what do you, I mean, I obviously have my own opinion, but what do you guys think in terms of, do you feel like school is what you thought it would be? PT school? Um, I think that there, it is definitely noticeably not what I thought it would be. And, and part of this is on me. This is something that I'm just recently realizing. Uh, and it might be a little bit of call on myself, but like, you know how when you got in the, 
undergrad, you're like, well, this is pretty much just like high school again. You know, you're like, I'm still just like cranking out assignments last second. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it'll be different when I'm getting my doctorate. Right. That'll be completely different. Then all of a sudden you're like, after your first year and the lust is kind of worn away and you're like, this is just like undergrad and I'm just cranking out assignments, you know? And then every once in a while you get some glimmer of like structure in your life and you, you like spend forever on assignment, like five hours and you learn all about something. And then you, you don't continue that. And I don't know, just that, whatever that experience was beforehand. I'm like, this is just like, I've got a stack of books over there. I actually wrote a blog about this. I'm ranting a little bit. I wrote a blog about it. I never released it. It was like, I'm the, uh, you're coming to see me and I'm your doctor. And I never read any of my textbooks. (laughs) (laughs) I got a stack of textbooks over there that I could put on display that I just didn't read. You know, and, yeah. and how shitty is that? When you go in to go see your doctor, you think like, this is the guy that read the books in class. Like, while I was cheating off my neighbor, he was doing all the good. And you're like, no, nah, not really. They're all good. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I think that uh, that speaks to, you know, you're, you're in the hustle of school. And the way our school, what Will is saying, the way our school is designed right now, that's, it's designed for you to pass the test. It's designed for you to, yeah. to jump through the hoops. Right. What would you say to that, Will? Yeah, no, I, I would completely agree. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's on us, I think, and, and maybe not us right now, but helping the younger generation figure out like, what's the best thing for them? Because I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I, I personally feel like you could get a PT degree and still a bachelor's degree. Like, I think that the basic sciences, maybe if we did them better in high school, like why not jump into the three, four year program of a PT bachelor degree? Yeah. I, I think that there's definitely some water to hold. I think that's yeah. got some support. I spent four years at, at LSU, um, you know, doing, doing the pre PT path. And yeah, that was your chemistry, your basic sciences. And you know, it's it's nice to learn that information, but I think that it wasn't necessary. I mean, I think if you were to replace that with, like, or out of high school, you go to maybe a four year PT program, or even five, like a, some kind of path, kind of like like schools like a Quinnipiac have, like you enter as a undergrad on the PT track. I think that would maybe there's an argument to say that your undergrad doesn't need to be that extensive, or you can make your undergrad as as short as possible. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because they used to have a lot more programs like that, where it's like a three and three, three or and even. Three yeah, yeah, right. So I, I have no idea where those went. More money, I guess. I've got a, a a wild idea, and it's just completely irrational. But I want, I would love for PT school to be more of like this big boot camp like workout where it's like 7 a.m your whole class hits the gym together and then you learn like stretches that are like you stretch yourself like by yourself and then you learn how to stretch others like semester two and then like it carries over nutrition i wanted to go to like basic training you know like it and like you gotta you gotta afternoon workout session where it's like and then you like do specifics like okay this semester we're doing yoga and you know power lifting Mm -hmm. i think almost hardcore like that almost like technical schools where they just like immerse you in it completely you wanted technical physical therapy ortho school yep that's exactly yeah basically like you never seen a chef that in their first week that didn't wasn't already like cutting up carrots yeah 
like why does it take two years to get to finally like finally here goes my first person i've ever seen i've been sitting on a sit sit sitting on my butt for the last two years now all of a sudden i'm gonna get up and try to teach this person how to exercise i haven't worked out in six months yeah yeah whatever so i guess the question is then who who benefits or who would lose if we were to go back to that system right and (laughs) schools schools yeah i'm gonna say we already know the answer to that mm-hmm. and so you know i don't think this and this is really interesting we were talking when i was talking with uh, joe rinky of fitbucks is that the the institutions have no reason to change no reason. because mm. the government is giving us mm-hmm. all this money to give to the institutions right mm-hmm. and the government has no incentive to stop lending money to us because we still as a society have bought into this traditional style of education mm-hmm. it's still the best way out of a lower income and to get into a higher income bracket right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's still books. based off the traditional method that you need to be in a classroom x amount of hours a day learning these things and that's going to cost you x amount of money to do that right mm-hmm. like the history of things and i'm, I'm no historian i'm just kind of going off my thoughts here that It used to be that getting access to books in a library had a huge value, right? Because you couldn't find those anywhere else. You literally had to pay to get access to those textbooks, right? Well, now we have this wonderful thing that's called the internet that you don't need to go to a library. Shit, there are people in my class, including me, who took like years to figure out where the library was. You need to go there, right? Like it's all online. The same thing with you, Tyler, with your textbooks, right? Like all of that can be found online if you're talking about how you do that. And really, you should you could probably teach yourself in that method. I think that kind of comes back to the internal versus external structure again. A lot of times, we still need that structure. But the hard thing is, is if if there's no reason to change from the institution because they're still getting money from students because students still value the concept of, we'll call it consumer. The consumer values this education, right? And they can't afford it on their own, so they go to the government, and the government values the return that they'll get from these consumers. Who has any reason to change? Mm-hmm. The consumers as students are going to be the ones that are going to have to change. And that's where I love where, where Daimir goes to school and what Jeff Moore and South College and Baylor and what they're trying to do is at least make slow progress. Do I think it's perfect yet? No, but I think it's at least a step in the right direction that's saying, all right, let's see if we can cut this to two years and then you get a year where you can go out and get a residency, get paid during that residency. Is it ideal? No, you're still not going to make probably what you could earn otherwise. But are we starting to make some changes on the consumer side? Because I think that's where we need to go. And I think Evidence in Motion, John Childs, those guys are really, really trying to make it happen. And I think from there, we kind of we uh, perfect that a little bit more. How can we make this better? And I think it comes to us at what point is, is too much of a cost to go to PT school, right? Like I was asking my friend yesterday, I said, if PT school were $150,000, would you still have gone? And ours was pretty close. And he's like, yeah, obviously. I mean, I was... Uh, ended up paying a hundred something anyways. I was like, would 200? He's like, uh, yeah, probably. Like, I guess that's what it would have had to do to be a PT. What about half a million dollars? He's like, no way, dude. I'd never spend that. <laughs> All right. So where do we stop? You know, like where, <laughs> where do we find this point at what point? Because essentially it's going to cause us as humans and consumers to change, right? It's mm-hmm. like an iPhone is, is worth buying at or an Android is worth buying at like seven, $800, right? We've, we've kind of agreed on that. But then if it was $5,000, shoot, man, I'd be like, mm, I might have to go back to my Nokia flip phone from like, 10 <laughs> you know, like I, can't, I can't afford that. 
Mm-hmm. At what point does education and education, that's a Gary, my Gary V, mm-hmm. is education, uh, you know, at what point is there not a return on what we define as education? And if it's not, we need to F and be the ones to change education. Yeah, absolutely. Whew. Yeah, that's, yeah. When you um, change yeah. the word from student to consumer, that just something about yes. that just completely. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so with, with a, let's say a house, right? You can take someone's house away, right? Like we, you buy a house, you own a house, like with education. I mean, you're really a consumer in the fact that you, you purchase this, this good. And the hard thing with education is it's, it's not tangible, right? Like Mm -hmm. I can't say, Hey Jared, you didn't pay back your student loan. Give me back like (laughs) 300 pieces of knowledge that you know right now. (laughs) So you can't get that back. And that's uh. Uh, it, it's a, it's a gamble. I mean, I think you, you, we just see that the government is, is in, in society, what we're doing is gambling on the fact that yes, education will be a positive return on investment, but I think we're starting to see more and more. It's not always the case, right? Yeah. Like, like I your agree. kinesiology degree, my yeah. bachelor's in international studies are Spanish. There's no way in hell that I could have paid that back by now making whatever I would have made as a, I don't, a Spanish teacher, right? Like, and there's no, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, at what point do we say it's not worth becoming a Spanish teacher because I can't even ever get out of debt to be financially free. And I don't think we're that far away from PT students, people wanting to get into PT school going, damn, I really want to be a PT student. I really want to be a PT, but is it worth this financial investment? Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, they go onto that BLS website and look, 85000 Wow, I can, you know, buy my mama house with that car. Dude, that's just medium. For one, that's medium salary. Look at that lower number. It's a penny that's where. probably where you start at. And then secondly, that's going to take you years to get there, especially in the way this market is going. So. And my message to, to any students out there listening is start finding out what else besides PT is your is your. Mm-hmm that you like and no, it doesn't have to be just besides PT, but it could be within PT. Maybe it's exercise, right? Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's just talking with people, communicating the real way. I think out of financial freedom for us as PTs and PT students is figuring out how can we leverage in those hours after our clinical work that you can help create and impact more and more people, right? I think we're so creative. I think we have so many wonderful people in this profession that are so creative but it's really hard to be creative when you have these shackles on your creativity, when you're focused on debt, you're focused on, you know, meeting productivity. And the reality is you can only help so many people in a day with your hands working one-on-one and it's necessary. We're always going to need it. And I love that about our field, but the reality is that's a fixed number of people we can help, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. We can add more PTs, but it's still only going to be fixed. You can only physically see so many people in a day. Mm-hmm. What if we start looking at things differently, like a Mike Eisenhart? How can we affect more people on a on a industrial level, right? Yeah. Like people spend nine to five at their jobs, right? What if we can help impact that nine to five time? And then all of a sudden they don't need to see us for an hour afterwards because they're actually living a life that helps them stay mobile, right? Kind of like Tyler was saying, sometimes you don't want to get up on a Saturday. Like movement isn't always the most exciting thing or most motivating thing in itself. But if we create a lifestyle and a system that makes you feel like you need to move, do we incentivize things like that? You think about how many more people could we impact, right? And I think that's where we, we can go as a profession. I think if you're a new grad, to start thinking that way. You don't have to know the answers. I don't know the answers. I don't think 
even the people that we look up to have the answer, right? I think it's yeah. just starting somewhere and trying to figure it out. And, you know, my mission, I think really my mission right now and through the podcast is, is with the nobodies, it's just been meeting all these students who have these great ideas and want to do things that just don't know where to start. And, and I feel like the best thing I can do is just help them start and say, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to know the answer. You don't have to know the result. Just, just go try, go try, see what happens. Um, yeah, man. And that's a long way to say like, yeah. I'm, I'm super proud of you guys that, that you're, you're, you're just trying, man. You're, you're trying to make a change. You're trying to learn more and do something different because there's so many great talented people in this field. I think we're just shackled by yes. restrictions. And, um, I don't know. It's tough for me to say as a new grad, I wish I was like, I wish I was going out into the field right now. Like, man, I can't wait to go treat 23 patients a day. Like it's going to be on, I'm going to be on top of the world. It's everything I want. Like, I can't really truthfully say that, man. Like, I, I, and I want to be real for you guys that it's uh, more like, damn, I don't know that I'm going to have a life outside of mm-hmm. seeing 20 some patients a day. So what, what's going to make you happy? Two questions, two questions. Are you happy right now? Second, what will, what will make you happy? What is your ideal life look like? If you, if I could snap your, if I could snap my fingers, boom. Yeah. And you have a Chipotle burrito, and your <laughs> ideal uh, clinical consulting, whatever other business entrepreneurial endeavors you want. If I can snap my fingers and make it happen, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I really think so. For me, um, I, th- I think first off, I, and and I, I really try to. I hope I lead by example with this in my own way that it's, I think so much of it comes down to self-reflection and really thinking about what do you want for you? And, um, and that's really hard. I think that we think it's really easy. I'm going to go sit and write in my journal for like 20 minutes and I'll figure out who I am and what I want. Right. But it's a continual activity. It's like, it's like exercise, right? You have to constantly be a self-assessing. What do I want out of life? What's going to make me happy? Um, and it's, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's not an easy process. And I think so much so that it's hard that most people just ignore it because it, it can bring up some, maybe some things we're not comfortable with yet. But for me, I, I would say what I'm, am I happy right now? I am happy right now. And I think probably because it's, I've just seen progress in the last year. Like, so for anyone who's out there right now, like uh, I know it probably, maybe it sounds like, wow, this, you know, two podcasts and, and building websites for people. I knew zero about any of that a year ago. I didn't know how to use social media beyond posting about, you know, some funny cat video that popped up, right? Like I didn't know how to use WordPress. I didn't know how to use Weebly. I didn't know how to make a podcast. I didn't even know how to hit record on an audio thing in the computer. Um, and so this past year has just been like a little bit of progress of just trying to be learn something new and more every single day. And so I am really happy. And it's mostly because of that. It's not that I've accomplished anything. It's just that general progression of becoming better at something. I guess for me, at the end of the day, what I'd really love to do is I would love to have a private clinic on my own um, that I can have people come in throughout the week, whenever it's not a, I'm open from eight to five kind of thing. It's a, hopefully have like 12 to 20 clients that, Hey man, Tuesday at, at 7 PM is when I can be seen. Great. Come on in. We'll, we'll do that. And then I think the other part of what I'd like to do is to help. I would like to help 
PTs grow their businesses more is what I'd really like to do. In my mind right now, it's, I really am kind of fixated on thinking of how can I help, how can I help us as a profession grow to reach more and more people? Um, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, so I know my clinical skills will never be that of the like highest level of those guys. I, I could, it's just, honestly, for me, it's, it's about providing the best care that I can. But then really what I'd love to do is work with businesses. Like for me, I think what would be happiest to see a challenge to go to a, you know, a grocery store down the street that has 30 employees and ask, you know, how much are you spending on healthcare costs? How many people are, how many days are people missing because they have back pain, neck pain? All right, let's really sit down. Can I just come watch for like two days how people move in this place and then really break it apart and say, okay, we can see some trends here, people's movements. I don't know how this will work or what it will look like, um, but that's what I would love to do. I'd love to go and assess, help people live better throughout the eight to five and nine to five. I just, I'm a huge believer that the nine to five world is, messed up I, I think it's still based on agriculture like yeah that's, the sun's up we should all be out working right like <laughs> but if jared can accomplish just the same amount from six to ten in the morning because that's when his peak productivity is why the hell should jared be at an office from eight to five and then during the day um yeah and that's a lot of rambling I, I really don't have a lot of like evidence to back it up that's just no, the, no. Uh, that's my mindset and the things that that uh I think that's, that's my ultimate goal of what I'm trying to get to. For now, it's going to be working full-time as a PT. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hope not too long I can start to make that happen. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff you brought up is, is counter society, right? It is making people question why we have certain things running mm -hmm. the way they are, you know? Um, far as like it's now we've we've made it normal to take out these loans we've made it normal to pay so much for pt school we've made it normal to have a nine to five job you know and i think dimir can attest to this too and tyler as well that all three of us and including you will we all want to break from these these shackles as you put and the cycle of i have a nine to five job i have to go and pay loans and i have to go you know, drive, commute to my, my daily job every day that I kind of don't like. And I have a boss that I kind of don't like, but that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. It's good to recognize that, right? Like that yeah. takes that self-reflection that it's not, no one, and, and I think it goes back to like the student loan thing that no one has an incentive to change that, right? Like, right. The person above you has no incentive to say, Hey Jared, you know what? Your quality of life really matters to me, man. Like I really care about you. It's, Hey Jared, guess what, man? You're not meeting, you know, the productivity levels that we said, I'm not getting paid as much as I can get paid if you're not doing what you need to do. And it's not to say that everywhere is like that, but it takes someone to kind of step back and say like, you know, I kind of disagree with that system and I'm going to have to go try something else out. And I guess that's a big thing is just being willing to trial and error. Mm -hmm. You're going to be wrong a lot, but, but, if it's something that you believe in and you want, like it's worth trying for to see if you can make it happen. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, one life. we only got one life. Will. <laughs> it's so true. It, it, that's, it's cliche, but it's, it's so, man, it's so true. And if you, if you catch yourself in that, that mode of like, just not being happy, it's get hard, it's hard to live with at the end of the day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usual does not mean normal. I heard that the other day. So, 
Just because something usual does not mean it's normal. So challenge challenge the status quo and then get after it. Because at one point in time, normal was normal. Now was not normal before. So I mean, unless like having a baby, that's been happening since the beginning of time, right? I mean, that's normal and usual. Right. But there's some some stuff we see nowadays was not slavery. Before. Slavery was normal at one point. Now yeah. now we kind of look down on that. Yeah, absolutely. That's really a good part of our, uh, yeah. our history. You know, fewer people have slaves now. <laughs> right, right. Now we just we just call them uh, workers, right, man? Yeah. Fucking fucking the man has slaves, right? We don't want to be slaves, man. What's happening to you? I'm at, this got me inspired, man. Ready to burn tell. this shit down. I man. know, right? Let me let me let me put it back on you guys because I think I know you guys enough that I know the answer, but maybe the people listening don't. In that. What do you guys want? What do you guys think? Because you guys are still in it. I mean, you guys are, I'm not far removed, but you guys are still in this process. And um, I'm putting myself in your shoes. When I was at this point, I was at a point where I was really disillusioned by what I thought physical therapy was. I thought I could change people with my hands. I thought I was going to be this like, you know, healer, magician. And, and I mean, personally, yeah, magic hands. Yeah. Personally, you know, now I, I really, and more of a philosophy now that just most people need general movement and a little bit of touch to help kind of calm the nervous system down. That's a whole different day. But yeah. you know, what do you guys think would make you guys happy? Well, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I was in the same boat you were. Uh, before I entered PT school, I was like 15 years down the line. I'm finally going to open up my own practice. I'm going to be the best healer that the world has ever seen, you know, be the greatest therapist, have like 15 awards from, you know, the Academy of Physical Therapy. Uh, I was, you know, that's what I was thinking. And then after I got to school, I was like, that is not my dream at all. And, you know, I've talked to Jared about this multiple times. I was like, man, I don't even know. Honestly, we're on a PT-based clock. I was like, I don't even know if I have to be a physical therapist to even do what I want to do. That is mm -hmm. crazy. It's crazy. And, I, you know, I'm not going to go through the long list of it. But it was like, I don't even know if I have to be a therapist. I was like, you know, once, you know, my yeah. school is great. I mean, we're doing some pretty innovative stuff. So I'm lucky in that aspect. But when I really boiled down to what I really wanted, um, you know, open up my own, you know, uh, like, you know, CrossFit gym or gym. Uh, you know, do some consulting, you know, just move, get people moving. I mean, just, just, I mean, I'm sure Jill Michaels doesn't have uh, a PT degree and she's got, you know, millions of people moving every day on another track. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, make a, you make a great point. And here's yeah, yeah. a follow up question feeling that way, which I think having talked to a lot of PT students now, yeah, you're not alone in that. Right. I would say, I feel that way too. How do you feel then when I say that you had to pay a hundred some thousand dollars to learn that lesson? If I would have known that, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about many ways to get out of it. <laughs> but it's too late now, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. But we uh, need these talks, man. We yeah. really need these. And it's not a, I don't think we're trying to bash. Absolutely not. The profession or education. I just think it's a real thing. We were, I mean, it'd be a disservice to say that we don't feel this way. Mm -hmm. Lie and say, oh, it's wonderful. It's great. Like, it's totally worth this. Yeah, exactly. Like mm -hmm. we, I really think we need these conversations because I know you're not alone. And, and I know the groups that we are involved in, we hear it a lot. And 
something's got to give at some point, right? So here's a, here's a question though. So how much have you learned in physical therapy school? To me, that's always such a difficult question because they'll say like, Oh, what'd you learn this semester? And you're like, I don't, it feels like you didn't learn anything, but then like sometimes you have these moments of enlightenment where you're like, Oh, I didn't know anything about, I couldn't have told you the four rotator cuff muscles before I went into PT school. And you try to like think and someone, maybe like a friend of yours before you went to PT school makes a comment and you kind of forget how much you have learned. This is a little bit of devil's advocate because I do want to make it. Oh yeah. I'm definitely on y'all's side. Like (laughs) it's it's definitely, but it's hard to say, you know, how much have you learned? How much do PTs know compare? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Uh, Just to answer that, I I actually heard this one time. If you ever have to justify something, you probably shouldn't have been doing it anyways. So, like, justify like how much you've learned. Right. So, 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 for instance, like, if you couldn't just spit off, like, I learned this, 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 and and some of it might do some recall. But if you were like, hey, uh, you know, uh, you had to go down to like the deepest like neural like neuron in your brain to figure it out then hey i mean that's justifying and it's not necessarily your you know whatever you know i'm not playing it's just right. not it's not enough you you, you should right. be able to answer that question like that um this is a little right, right. off this is a tangent but i'm gonna bounce it right back right, let's just, go just a little experiment let's, for tyler okay let's get it oh. um one one word descriptions right that he okay. has to give me okay mm-hmm. all right pt school sucks sfma is awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right then that was uh that was I'm a big SFMA. I think yeah. if people listen to the thing, but I think the the point the point of that was to go just to, and this is two what different Mir was saying right, like two different topics, two different organizations. We have a four year PT school program that we're in, multi dimensional. We got Capti, yeah, so much bureaucracy in that, and then we have a a week two day weekend, weekend course yeah. that you were really into, yeah, and felt like I changed my life, yeah. And I went to, I, w- I was like at one of those religious. What'd you say? Get in dance. I was like, oh, I found it. I found it. And, and SFMA saved you. But, and that's yeah. just kind of just whether. Shout out to Greg Rose. Whether. Have you been, have you been sending him all I've those been texts? Trying, he stuff? doesn't respond. <laughs> it's the ratio. I did the five messages. It's supposed to work. You damn it. You fucked up. But, but that's, that's going back to what we're saying is like, you know, it's, you also need to be excited, right? Yeah. And I don't know if PT school is exciting people right now. It's not exciting. PT school is boring as hell, dude. (laughs) I tell people, I'm like, I've learned more about, oh my God, like I've learned more about, you know what I hate? This is what I hate so much. I've said this before. I learned more about how to document correctly than I did on how to fix people. And I think that's so screwed up. I'm like, I learned more. I've learned people are like, what have you learned? I'm like, dude, I, I've learned, but I mean, I, a good thing is I've learned more about how to recover a stroke person, which is very important or, or like, it's just not your general thing. Like my big thing is, this is what I said to Johnny Owens, low back pain. I don't know shit about how to fix low back pain, but that's the big thing in society. It's probably movement, general movement and things like that. Like Will was talking about earlier right. for you people out there that are wondering, just move more. But, uh, but you haven't gotten to a level yet in PT school and you've been, you've already, you know, what about 14 months. Oh, dude, it's like, it's a, it's a home stretch and there's no real world applications. Like I yeah. guess when, you know, when we, when we look to guys like Greg uh, Todd and Jeff Moore 
that the content they're providing, yeah, you can do stuff with Dude, now, right? Well, so like, quick. That's so that pisses me off so much. You go listen to Jeff Moore for f an hour, and you're like, "Thank you. I've been huh? waiting for that for a long time. Yeah. I appreciate that, Ben Fung. You just saved all of my questions. Like, it's like they they had some sort of like key that they're holding it from that they're like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know." I'm, I'm, I think it. I think it goes back to what do we perceive as real education? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I, th- I think you're definitely on to something there with that real education stuff. Will is breaking down our societal barriers, man. That's All the constructs wild. are coming down. I mean, I, th- I think that like, I mean, I'm I'm really jealous of like Dimir and, and the program they've got, and that you know you go for these lab intensives and you get guys from the EIM, if if you're not familiar, evidence in motion. Um, company that come down and, and teach these courses, you're getting these people who see the future of how all this is going to play out. I think most of the PT education world is still, because there's no incentive to change, there's so much money that we, there's no reason to look to change anything, right? Mm-hmm. You have, there's no, there's no push, right? You need stress like our body, you know, for a muscle to change or muscle hypertrophy, whatever it is, there's gotta be an overload of stress. Right? And we're not seeing that in the PT education system. And we, I guess maybe we'll start to see it. Like, I think we're seeing some stress come down the pipeline from guys like me who are new grads and you guys soon to be new grads that just aren't happy. Mm -hmm. We're not happy in this environment that's been created. And just because someone says, well, that's how it's always been. You even have it easier. It doesn't make it justified, right? Like there's no, it's not like saying, I don't even have a good example, but like, just because something's always been done uh, like one way and and there's no like necessarily awful thing about it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're like not happy about it, it doesn't make it right. doesn't. Yeah. Or there's no reason that it shouldn't be able to be changed. And um, so, and and to Tyler's point, like there are guys out there who are willing guys and and, and women out there who are willing to show us a different way. Unfortunately, it's not given to us. We have to go find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that might make by itself might make it more valuable too to be like I am sure. reaching out to seek more information and prove myself. I'm not just gonna rely on the basic school level. But then you think about, oh, but I'm paying so much fucking money to be here <laughs> and I should be excited just for the value benefit. Like I get ex- way more excited. You know, it's night and day to, to listen to Jeff Moore on a podcast or see Jeff Moore in person as opposed to going to fucking school. I ain't paying Jeff more shit, but I'm paying a hundred K for school. I'm, I'm going, I would, I'm taking out government money yeah. to do, to go to a place that I'm That's cool. Yeah. That's cool stuff. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and see, the irony is that one of my professors, he's like really big into social media. I read all of his blog posts, but the content that he's delivering right now, I'm not going to say what class he's going to find me somehow. Yeah. Uh, the content that he delivered is putting me to sleep news button right i mean but i mean it's all about perspective too you know like if we like it's like almost about stress like if you think stress is bad yeah then it'll be bad for you if you think stress is good then it might drive you to go do something so you know we're not trying to bash pt school you know by any means yeah and there are great pts out there and there are great professors there's great schools there's you know there's there are things that are right uh, i mean i think there's a hundred things that are right but we, if we really boil it down to, we can find maybe 50 things that are wrong that we just want to change, right? We just want to push this profession forward because last thing I want to see is whenever I get older, 
you know, there's a therapist there that's treating me that if it's the same way it is right now, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, oh my, I uh, feel sorry for you. You're going to have to do some stuff that I wouldn't do, right? Oh you had to put God. up the same thing. So the only thing we're trying to do is push the bar forward in that could, sense. Could right? you imagine being in a sniff as an old person and just seeing some young douchebag therapist coming in? Like, all right, Mr. Boy, uh, knowing in the back of his head, he's like, I got to meet this fucking 95% productivity shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I need you to get up and I'm going to be documenting over here and I need you to do that, leg raises, man. Good. Uh, you're looking good. Like That is awful. Oof. That'd be awful. That'd be awesome. So hey, I think, I think what what more than anything, what I'm what is is I'm happy to to talk with you guys is that we just need more of these conversations, right? We don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think schools really want to hear these conversations because they don't necessarily have the incentive to change. So I think it's us to talk to each other and the people that are ma- thinking about making decisions coming up about whether or not all this money is worth this education that comes out. So, I mean, really, I'm, I'm so proud and happy of what, to watch you guys do this because we just need more of these conversations, man. And we don't have to have answers, right? And this isn't, I don't think any of us are sitting here saying we know what's best. Uh, I know I have strong opinions. I don't, I'm not here to say that I know what's right or wrong by any means. And I don't think any of us feel that way. It's just we need to have more real conversations instead of just brushing it under the rug. Like, no, it's fine. It'll get better. You know, it's just how it is. Like, yeah it's just not good enough you know yeah i guess i thought back to that meme where that cartoon is just burning in the house yeah. it's like everything's this is fine, fine. <laughs> everything's I'm fine. fine yeah i'm fine i promise i'm fine <laughs> so, so so we're real quick you know the final question of the day uh, is always what is your favorite duck but i want to put a little twist on this one though Uh-oh. uh so you lived in pittsburgh for a little bit and i know they had the pittsburgh penguins there mm-hmm. uh so question do you think the Pittsburgh penguins are going to Win another Stanley Cup before the Sidney Crosby era is over with. I don't even know if you watch hockey or not. I'm just. I asking. do. I do. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to live in the city and not watch, but yes, I think mm-hmm. they are. I think the only team that could beat them are themselves. Yep. yep. Cool. Ooh. Sounds good. Cool. Thank Shout you. Out to the Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> Malkin, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the favorite? What's your favorite? Dimeers. You got to get them though. What's the favorite duck? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite duck? Darkwing Duck for sure. Oh, oh, oh second bro. time, second time we heard that one. That's, that's the second. Alan uh, Fredrenal mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I don't know about that. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we, that episode we, out. Got edu- we got educated. Yeah. on Darkwing Duck and, that day. And real quick, Will, where can people find you and reach you? Uh, yeah, on Twitter at Will underscore B underscore Cameron, and then at Two Nobodies on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are the places. And willboydpt.com too? Willboydpt.com. Yeah. You're welcome. How you spell Boyd? B-O-Y-D. <laughs> B for badass. Yeah. <laughs> Will Boyd, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. It's Thank been humbling. Well. It's been humbling to be on the show, guys. Appreciate it. My man. You are that dude. It, Boyd is the dude. Dr. Boyd is the dude. Dr. Boyd. Not yet, man. Not yet. Not until I pay down all these loans. Yeah. (laughs) The irony. Soon.